Greetings and welcome to America in Focus, powered by the Center Square. I'm Dan McCaleb, executive editor of the Center Square Newswire Service. Joining me again today is the Center Square's Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief, Casey Harper. How are you, Casey? Doing well, Dan. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you, Casey. We're recording this on Friday, September 29th, earlier this week. Republican presidential hopefuls held their second debate, minus, again, former President Donald Trump, who is far and away the front runner uh, in the race at this point. Of course, uh, former President Trump facing dozens and dozens of charges, both federal and state, after four indictments um, this year. Um, So this is really a race for second place, at least at this point, according to polling. Uh, Casey, you covered the debate. What were your takeaways? Yeah, I mean, I did cover the debate. It was um, chaos, Dan, and I know you you watched it as well. The debate was, it devolved quickly into chaos um, when one candidate kind of uh, just bowled over the moderator um, and and just got to insert basically um, their answer on something. I believe it was uh, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. And when he got away with that, that was like the moment when everyone else said, well, Hey, I'm going to get my word into. He got a really, he got to answer a question that he wasn't asked, and from then on, it was total chaos. They were talking over each other, um, sometimes for you know a solid 15 seconds of just incoherent as multiple candidates talked over each other. If anyone watched the debate, they're very familiar um, with what I'm talking about here. And so I think um, you know we we can talk about different moments in the debate, but overall, I think when things like that happen, Republicans all kind of lose out. They all. They're all losers, really. Everyone loses the debate when it, it descends into that level of chaos. And as you said, they needed some kind of breakaway, incredible moments to even get to chip away at the sizable lead that um, former President Donald Trump has. You know, real clear politics, polling average, where they look at, you know, different polls, has Trump at about, you know, 56, 57 percent support. Second place, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at 14 or 15% support somewhere in there. And then um, businessman Vivek Ramaswamy and, you know, Nikki Haley, they are about five or 6% roughly tied. So, I mean, huge gaps, huge huge gaps. gaps. And unless Trump, you know, ends up in jail, I don't think that anything's going to change. Although it's increasingly looking like Trump (laughs) really could end up in jail. So interesting debate. I'm curious if you felt like there was a winner uh, or a loser. I mean, it's hard to pick, pick that out of those things or but did anything well, like that i saw i saw one analysis that i thought was i won't say spot on but but i'm sure many voters republican voters across the country could have thought the same thing and that the president former president trump won the debate just because of how chaotic um it was even though he of course was not on the stage casey you and i were texting each other um during the debate and my thought was um why do the moderators just not shut off the mics when they start talking and shouting over each other? Obviously, viewers can't get anything out of that when you can't hear what they're saying. Um, and at one at one point, one of the moderators referenced, hey, if you keep doing this, I'm going to shut off your mic and you don't want me to do that. Why not? Do it. Do yeah, I think, I think by the end of the debate, they started to do it. Um, the first the beginning or first 30 minutes, first hour, they did not at all. And it was chaos. I think towards the like the second hour, they started selectively either turning. I think they're maybe turning people's mics down 
So you could still hear him, but it wasn't overwhelming the other person. So I think they finally, you know, they went to a commercial break and huddled up and changed their game plan. But you're right. That first hour was, was basically unwatchable. I mean, there was definitely, you know, if we talk about big moments. Uh, Nikki Haley was pretty aggressive. Um, she's a former ambassador to the United Nations and a, and a governor in her own right. She was pretty aggressive. She went after Vivek Ramaswamy pretty hard. Um, she blasted him for having, you know, having a TikTok account. She's really wants to position herself as tough on China. I mean, I wrote a story at the SoonerSquare.com how she calls for no pay for lawmakers, Dan, if they don't um, pass a budget on time, which is probably unconstitutional, <laughs> but one of those kind of policy proposals that, you know, got a little bit of attention. Um, she also had some back and forth with Senator Tim Scott, who I thought had a pretty good pretty good debate. Um, you know, the, the other thing here, setting aside some of the big moments, so I'd love to hear moments that stood out to you, is is anyone here running for vice president, Dan? Because uh, that is, you know, it's interesting to see who is attacking Trump and who's not willing to. I mean, Chris Christie is basically making his campaign on attacking Trump. Vivek Ramaswamy is making his campaign on supporting Trump. Uh, so I was curious, who, who do you think is positioning themselves for uh, vice president and or were there any other big moments you want to highlight? Well, certainly, I think going back to the first debate, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy um, has been nothing but um, um, praising uh, former President Trump. So he, he, of all of the candidates, he's the only one that I think of with that who would accept um, a vice presidential nomination. I could be wrong completely about that. Certainly Christie would not. I don't see it. De- DeSantis finally, like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Finally, went on the attack uh, yeah, against former President uh, Trump in 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 this debate. And I think he needed to do that to separate himself. At one point, uh, uh, most polls and and many considered um, uh, DeSantis really the only challenger uh, that could topple Trump. But he's he's kind of plummeted in the polls since that first debate. So he needed to to uh, make his presence known in this one. And I think he kind of sort of did that, but I don't think he did anywhere near enough to close the gap between his Trump. But even even DeSantis, I would not see him accepting um, uh, a vice presidential uh, bid from, from the former president, certainly not former vice president Mike Pence, who already served four years as Trump's vice president. No way, well, no way Trump would pick him, um, um, but no way would Pence a- accept it. So I I guess the only one I think maybe Tim Scott, maybe Tim Scott's a second one. Yeah, that's what I was going to throw in. I agree with your assessment. I would just throw in Tim Scott, I think is positioning himself well to be a a top vice presidential pick because he has a lot of the qualities that Mike Pence had. Um, He's, he's known as kind of a, a faith. I don't know what you'd call him, but a a big place with the faith community. Um, He's outspoken about his, you know, Christian faith. He talks about a lot in his support emails and things. He's also, you know, a little bit more, uh, more gentle, I would say, has that kind of gentle side that Pence had. And of course, you know, he is African-American, which has its own benefits in politics uh, when you're trying to create a diverse coalition, you know, Trump and and Tim Scott together. Um, You know, that's something that could be seen as an asset for sure for Trump. But yeah, I think most of these candidates have not positioned themselves well, but I think it's interesting that Tim Scott from I don't think I saw him attack Trump once at this debate. And I think that could be um, pretty strategic. Yeah. Interesting conversation, Casey. At least our listeners can understand what we're saying because we're not talking 
over each other as the yeah the one more thing yeah thank you for that bit of closing humor Casey if that's what you call it listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com but we are out of time for Casey Harper I'm Dan McCaleb please subscribe and thank you for listening